0: Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by the University of Pennsylvania, Citizens Bank, and the General Building Contractors Association. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast,
1: bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now,
0: here's Matt Cabry.
1: So, Craig Corneroli, welcome into Growing Greater Philadelphia. It's great to have you with us. We're here at Pennovation, Pennovation Works on the campus of the University of Pennsylvania. Thanks for taking time out to be with us. Thanks for having me, Matt. So, Craig, in your role leading a lot of the operations at the University of Pennsylvania, there is this vision for what has today become a really iconic, I don't think it's too soon to say iconic, presence um, along 34th and Grace Ferry Avenue. It's called Penovation Works. Share with us a little bit about the, uh, the vision that you and the team at Penn had when uh, Penovation started to take shape.
0: Well, a lot of it emanates from the vision that President Gutman set out when she arrived on campus here in 2004, when she laid out a vision around this Penn Compact. And over time, the Penn Compact has evolved into a broader vision, which we now have three pillars, one around inclusion, innovation, and impact. And Innovation flows directly out of, out of her vision around how to make Penn a more innovative and impactful university. And we were fortunate enough in 2008, one of the, I guess, few benefits you call out of the great financial crisis was that uh, this particular property, the 23 acres here in southwest Philadelphia, became um, available. And I think, as you know, having 23 acres contiguous in the city of Philadelphia um, doesn't come up every day uh, and particularly proximate to the university. And truth be told, when we acquired it, we really weren't sure exactly what we might do with it but over time as we try to put a strategic plan around innovation having a place where we could really apply the knowledge that was coming out of the intellectual property and from our students and PhD students here at Penn uh, having a sort of a little bit laboratory playground uh, really has helped us for the innovation goal.
1: And before we get into some of the details of the playground, which I love that kind of perspective, share with us a little bit more about this 23-acre parcel of land. I know you referenced that you kind of were looking for the next thing that could help the support uh, growth, uh, if you will, of of Penn. Uh, Is it something that your team had your eye on, or was it you stumbled upon it, or one day you kind of looked out the window and said, what's that over there across the Schuylkill?
0: Well, ironically, I have to say this falls in the category of more opportunistic than it does that we were strategic. In that, um, as you know, we've been trying to build strength in our engineering capacity, particularly around nanotechnology, and so we were actually searching for a spot to relocate all of the buses and the vans that were parked on the site where we ultimately build the nanotechnology building. So, in truth, we stumbled upon this opportunity, um, but that's okay. How you get there it doesn't matter as long as you get there. Um, and so at the time, DuPont was rethinking their operations. So this site had the 23 acres, but it had some buildings that sort of, as in the parlance goes, had good bones that we were able to repurpose. So it had some good warehousing, labs, office, um, R&D space, like the space we're in right now at the Penovation Center center. Um, But it clearly gives us capacity to grow. And concurrently, while we're doing that, uh, our good friends at PIDC were reimagining the lower Schuylkill. And they very much resonated, as did we, with the notion of this being uh, a key driver of reimagining the lower Schuylkill as an innovation hub.
1: I love the concept of as Penn was um, making some plans, and and to your point, opportunistically came across this uh, this parcel, uh, you actually engaged in a process that Penn, frankly, does so well, and that embodies. Uh, the penovation concept today, which is you innovate it, you adapt it. You you originally had this vision for a parcel of land that was going to be used for one thing, and as you evolved and thought it through and adapted, it became something else. And it's a, that's a really impressive approach to um, to adjusting to your circumstances.
0: Well, one of the things we've learned in this sort of innovation entrepreneur parlance is the need to pivot. In fact, I heard one of the great entrepreneurs of our wonderful city, Josh compliment say the one thing that all entrepreneurs have in common every business plan that lands on his desk is wrong and it's wrong because uh, they're trying to forecast the future and it's really what he's assessing is their ability to pivot as they get more information and data and so so to your point i appreciate the compliment i think as we thought through how we could best use this site for the highest purpose, being able to uh, adapt this to support a growing innovation ecosystem uh, was in fact uh, a good move, uh, sort of a a sound move on our part.
1: I wanna go back a little bit further, the history of the University of Pennsylvania, the first institution of higher learning in the country, uh, embedded really in this notion of innovation. Talk with us a little bit about the twenty-three acre parcel of land that we today known as Pen- is known as Pennovation Works and and the building we're in the Pennovation Center. What happens here?
0: Well, here at the center is really. Um Uh, serves multi-purposes. So on the third floor, we relocated a lot of our robotics activity. So the chair of the departments here, the graduate students. um, So that's one key element. The second floor, given our strength in the life sciences, we actually have wet lab space here for growing companies. At the same time, we moved our Penn Center for Innovation Ventures group here that works in supporting companies that want to be in a startup mode versus uh, licensing the technology to a third party. And then the first floor and second floor have co-working space. So it's sort of a mixture of um, spaces for young companies, spaces for uh, entrepreneurs, but also um, putting the research arm of a robotics activity here, which in fact has helped us uh, attract Qualcomm uh, to the campus. They're in a building proximate here, and uh, that's pretty exciting because, you know, a Fortune 50 company has come to Philadelphia, and their home and hub right here in uh, the Pennovation Center. I would say also that that's a great story in of itself, uh, Matt, in that we had two graduate students who had this idea. They came out of VJ Kumar's robotics activities, and uh, the two became four, the four became eight, the eight became 16, and pretty soon they were on the uh, radar of of Qualcomm. And as soon as we heard that, we were nervous that Qualcomm would say, okay, come live in San Diego who wouldn't want to live in San Diego, right? And so, but they actually came and they toured this and they loved kind of how proximate it was to the university, the research activities we had going on and sort of grittiness of this. Uh, they said, no, no, you guys stay right there. We'll actually uh, let you continue the R&D arm that supports our activities right there in Philadelphia. So so it's a great example, though, of, of retaining uh, PhD students. And you and I have been working on that for years as a priority, uh, and um, them being supported in innovation, thinking there was a place to come. They literally showed up here on bicycles, but then getting on the radar of a leading company, but them saying, hey, let's partner with them where they are, as opposed to exporting them to where we are.
1: One of the things that came to mind for me, Craig, is the value that the Qualcomm team saw in establishing operations In greater Philadelphia, Uh, and it's often the case, our great institutions, Temple, Drexel, Penn, serve as a magnet. And Qualcomm clearly wanted to be here because of the University of Pennsylvania and the culture. And the, the, um, the word I often use is the clustering effect that your team does so well in welcoming the community to partner with Penn. And that's kind of what I saw happening with the story around Qualcomm.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think they saw real value in being really very close to the basic research that's going on here, and also the graduates that are coming out of the various programs. I mean, we we have a master's in robotics and different technologies that I think was attracted to them just to be more proximate, and that, that nexus was just very important.
1: And to your point earlier, it goes beyond the Qualcomm's. Uh, we now are welcoming uh scores of of small startups well-established companies like the qualcomm's of the world if you can talk with us a little bit about some of the, the the facts and figures if you will how many uh residents if you will or tenants uh partners do we have working out of the pennovation center today
0: sure it's actually it's far exceeded our expectations but since it's been about 18 months since we opened we have about a occupants on 151,000 square feet of our facilities, 64 companies with a workforce of 266 people. One of the things we're proud of saying is that we believe, although I have not independently verified it, that there are more people working here today than when DuPont left Philadelphia. So one of the companies that I
1: think would surprise uh, folks the most is a longstanding Pennsylvania kind of iconic institution known as Hershey Foods that saw value in stepping outside their comfort zone and establishing operations here at Pennovation. And I was hoping you could tell us a little bit more about how that happened.
0: Um, That's also a great story in that one of our alumni actually read about the Pennovation Center and what we were doing in the innovation space in our alumni magazine and reached out to us. So they found us. And like you, there were many in the university surprised about what would a company's primary business is in. Um, candy and chocolate want to do innovation-wise with the university, but I think what people forget is the diversity of what happens in the production. So they were interested in connections with Wharton around sort of brand and data analytics. Uh, they were interested in the, the medical school around whether there's a was a process around drug delivery through chocolate. They were interested in talking with our operations and research people around advanced manufacturing practices. So, so So there were a whole bunch of intersection points that are not apparent on the surface, but as you dig deeper, and I think what I see with a lot of sort of Fortune 100 and 500 companies is that I think they're tired of getting new ideas or maybe they're not getting ideas from the consulting world. They want to get closer to the action where you know the kind of basic research, innovation, thought is happening and how can they get closer to the faculty and ideas and students and and be able to, to get that cutting edge advantage to compete in a in a very, very competitive space what comes to mind
1: is diversity the diversity of thinking the diversity of perspective the diversity of what an end user may want to experience and it seems as though the team here at Pennovation is building that front door for companies as large and robust and dynamic as Hershey Foods and equally as small as a startup of a recently graduated student who has a novel idea and wants to take it from concept to reality to bring those diversity of ideas um, to the forefront. And and really, that seems to be what Pennovation has created here.
0: Now, that's a, it's a great insight, and it's absolutely what our aspiration is And that one of the advantages of how we were able to acquire the space is that um, we're able to provide low cost, flexible space in an urban environment. And some of uh, the old office space has been repurposed at very attractive space for someone who needs a one or two person office. The same token, we have very attractive memberships here with our partnership with 17 having wet lab space I mean uh, we were told it would be uh, scooped up very quickly and it was and we didn't build enough of it so we're now trying to repurpose some space there but sort of being able to have kind of a diverse um, ecosystem also helps us with the risk element of it I mean think about a lot of this is startup most of them will not work out Uh, hopefully they will um, but we've got to be realistic and so having uh, part Partnerships with people like the Free Library of Philadelphia using our warehouse space provides a steady stream of revenue um, versus some of the young entrepreneurs we're trying to help. So there's definitely a lot of diversity here on the campus. Part of the thing is creating a critical mass and some density so that um, it becomes really attractive. You mentioned young um, entrepreneurs. One of the nice features of the President's Innovation Prizes, which is this new prize President Gutman launched for graduating seniors, um, is that they get uh, free space here for a year to promote their company. And since I chair that committee, I can tell you the ideas are incredibly powerful. Our most recent awardee is a group of three students who are looking to use nanotechnology to help treat uh, and prevent glaucoma so i mean at age 21
1: right that's pretty impressive i don't know about yeah. you
0: matt but that's what i was, wasn't what i was doing at age 21 <laughs> absolutely
1: not right i can i can totally relate <laughs> um back in 2004 When Dr. Gutman was getting established in her new role leading the University of Pennsylvania, and she was creating these pillars that were going to shape her vision for how she wanted to continue to transform the success at Penn, uh, innovation was a linchpin. And it seems as though this is really a manifestation of that vision becoming reality. And it all ties into engaging students for long-term retention. Um, I know it's a passion of yours that we wanna help students and give them a reason to stay in Greater Philadelphia. And that stickiness is is part of that. And uh, Penn, as well as the Greater Philadelphia community has seen some really great success in increasing the retention level, specifically of our uh, higher education graduates. And I wanted you to talk a little bit more about why that's so important to you and the Penn community. And it goes beyond just the University of Pennsylvania. It's a broader business and civic engagement story for us all.
0: Exactly, exactly. I mean, for any region to thrive, we need a robust economy. And so, um, you know, you've been a great champion and partner with multiple parties in the city around attracting someone as large as Amazon. And so and what do we hear when we talk to entities like that is it's all about the workforce, okay? And given the tight labor markets we all see, so think about it, you know, we attract these incredibly talented young people at a host of 80-plus colleges and universities around the region. So putting a little bit of effort into retaining them is a lot less – um, expensive than having to recruit them in and so so I think part of it is uh, the retention strategies are around being able to attract the businesses and that's good for penn I mean the more we're the largest private employer in Philadelphia so the more I could be displaced by other large employers it just creates a bigger pie for everyone in terms of uh, job opportunities but more specifically I mean I really applaud the work that campus Philly has done I mean when you look at the data Philadelphia has seen a nice 98% increase in the number of 25 to 34 year olds in any metropolitan region in the country. Um, we retain about 64% of our of our college students which compares to a national average of roughly 42% and that isn't Craig data that is actually from Brookings and so, so I think we do a good job but I think uh, for us to really get these growth businesses you know keeping some of this talent particularly at that graduate PhD level I think can be a real difference maker and we have all the other advantages, okay? We have high quality of life, we have good education, we have affordable housing, we have great restaurants, we have great sports teams. I mean, so so it's a matter of showing people that there are great opportunities here, whether you can find it externally or build it on your own?
1: I wanna tap into one of the words you referenced, Craig, and that's opportunity. What we hear from folks is greater Philadelphia is a place where they see opportunity to establish and grow their business and to establish and grow their career. And I wanna use that to pivot to uh, the other aspect that I would say happens here at Pennovation, and that's business. Uh, yes, this is an environment for creative engagement, uh, for entrepreneurs to take risks and to fail, and then to try again, but it's also about business. And what's unique about Pennovation is your team provides a structure that offers expertise and guidance when it comes to not just the R&D, uh, steps uh, but the the business steps the patenting and uh, other uh, aspects that oftentimes take place behind the scenes but are so crucial to allowing a business to get up and running and to thrive and um, thinking a little bit more about those ag- agreements when it comes to the number of patents and and the um, the investment that the university is actually making to help these companies be successful while also helping the the, the university makes really good sense and if you could talk a little bit more about that, that would be really helpful.
0: Sure, sure. I think that the um, part of the reimagination you referenced earlier was our rethinking of how we were organized to kind of serve our faculty. And uh, so, when we created the Penn Center for Innovation, which was championed by our current leader John Swartley, we integrated a lot of functions that were more fragmented. So, the traditional functions of a tech transfer office, as it relates to licensing and uh, disclosures and patent activity, but with that, not not everybody wants to go down that path some people want to do a startup so we created this Penn Center for Innovation Ventures which is actually housed here so that's the group that actually works um, with the legal, accounting, HR, so as you want to ramp up your business, there's sort of an advisory and business development business partners, and they have in a database of, say, 600 different business partners that are either looking for an opportunity or want to provide services to young companies. And But what's also integrated, um, the third part of PCI is our corporate alliance strategy. And so as we think about different corporate entities we want partnerships with, it's all housed together versus people feeling, you know, I'm with one part of pen. I mean, the complexity and size of pen makes it challenging. So part of what we're trying to do is create a portal so that we're easier to deal with um, as, a, as an enterprise.
1: That vehicle that allows the 21-year-old who has a vision for a solution to glaucoma, isn't necessarily thinking about the accounting and the legal and the IP protections. It's, it's really invaluable. Um, when you think about Pennovation and the growth that you've accomplished over the uh, past 18 months and before that, the, the 18 months before that, that really you know, provided the seeds for the growth. Is there one thing that stands out that makes you really proud or two things that stand out that make you really proud when you, when you sit around the kitchen table and you're talking about Pennovation?
0: Uh, Let's see. I am really excited about the ability to keep the K-Mail and attracting Qualcomm to Philadelphia. I just think that uh, to have the logo or the the flag of a major corporation here because of the intellectual talent that comes out of Penn, that's that's surely one of them. I think the second thing would be um, how quickly – the business plan around wet lab space was absorbed, really demonstrating the kind of dearth of affordable wet lab space in the region. And just given the region's strengths, Penn strengths, and the life sciences, seeing that there was there's that much demand kind of validated kind of our initial thoughts. And um, uh, so those are probably the two things that stand out.
1: There's been a lot of success here at Pennovation over the past 18 months or so, and I suspect there's a lot more to come. What do you think is next for Pennovation?
0: That's a great question it's something we think a lot about. Uh, we've actually done a strategic plan to think about the spaces We have a wonderful building that's waiting to be renovated that could support really the growth of the next stage of the companies here at the Pennovation Center but also we've also been looking carefully at the Brookings study that was commissioned uh, in part by um, Comcast the Chamber and Drexel with, with Penn as a partner of that effort and I think as Brookings identified Jean and cell therapy is something that there are a lot of intellectual assets here in Philadelphia Um, and what we really want to do is retain the benefits of that technology here by having the companies reside here and I think if Pennovation can play a good role as part of that retention it would be good there's also need for say shared facilities around vector manufacturing and this could be a great site given our co-location here with Penn Medicine and CHOP. So um, I think it's, uh, it's trying to take advantage of these emerging technologies that we have particular expertise in, like gene and cell therapy, and realize the vision that we're all trying to uh, promote around Silicon Valley.
1: The name of this program, Craig, is Growing Greater Philadelphia, and we're really proud of that because it's what we do every day at Select Greater Philadelphia. I should say it's what our focus is on doing every day in partnership with organizations like Penn. But when I reflect on the name of our initiative, Growing Greater Philadelphia, it's really synonymous with what Penn is so well known for, and it's it's something that's tangible that's happening right here at Pennovation. Uh, you can feel it, you can see the spirit of it in the young people uh, that are working. Working here um, and you really should be proud of everything that's happening here
0: we we really are and I appreciate that compliment I mean nothing makes me happier than to drive in and see people going back and forth between buildings seeing the parking lot full and sort of watching this rebirth of this site which has a wonderful history in R&D but being part of what's the next chapter in the Philadelphia economy
1: I was walking through out front and uh, saw the drone cage Mm -hmm. and a young person who was with me said, oh my gosh, is that a drone cage? And I said, (laughs) that is a drone cage. It's pretty cool that it's happening right here in Southwest Philadelphia. Uh, Craig Carnaroli, uh, one of our executive leaders here at the University of Pennsylvania, um, overseeing operations and financial services for the team to keep us on track and growing. Uh, Thank you for taking time out to tell us the story about Pennovation here on Growing Greater Philadelphia. Thank you, Matt. Hey, this segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to us by Independence Blue Cross. They're a proud sponsor of Select Greater Philadelphia. Independence Blue Cross is the largest health insurer of the Philadelphia region, serving more than 2.5 million people locally and 8.5 million people in 23 states and Washington, D.C. You can learn more about Independence Blue Cross at IBX.com. Check out all of our podcasts and tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m. on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks so much for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia.